0: State of the Save returns with another episode here today with our coverage of God of War. The original God of War, the PlayStation 2 classic God of War, not the other God of War that shares the exact same title because titles are confusing now and everything doesn't make sense and nothing matters. Uh, All
1: you'd have to do now is just add a year afterwards, so this should be God of War 2005 on Wikipedia, how long to be, and everywhere you see it now, because revisionist history is a thing.
0: It also means that when you uh, go another 10 years from now and they do another God of War, it'll be God of War 2005, God of War 2021, or whatever that year was, <laughs> and then God of year, War 2032, or whatever. So, yeah, it's just, nothing makes sense, nothing matters. I am your host, Eric, as always. Joining me is Michael. How is everyone doing today? We are here to talk about video games, video games-related products, and all that fun stuff. (laughs) So, let's just jump right on into it. It's going to be kind of a short show today. Michael, what have you been doing? What have you
1: been playing? What have you been up to? I've been mostly playing... Kirby uh, and the uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land Say you forgot the name of the Forgotten Land I forgot the, forgot the Forgotten Land That's very
0: true It's so, almost uh, like the land seceded in its plans to make you forget it
1: Been making more progress on that as well as um, just mostly filling in the gaps before The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom come out, comes out Yeah that's what Two weeks from now? Uh,
0: one week from Friday. Oh, man. So we're almost yeah. there. I, uh, is I know the, uh, you're excited about it. I know friend of the show, Nick's very excited about it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a weird thing when you're about a week off from a big release because you feel like you don't want to really get too invested in anything else while you're, you know. Prepping for the big game. I was like that when uh, Resident Evil 4 remake came out. Well, I didn't want to get started on anything because I knew the behemoth was going to come kick, a, kick all that stuff to the
1: side. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, so I've been mostly checking out things I can do in quick bursts off of the PlayStation Plus catalog like uh, Riders Republic. If you don't know what that is, that's an Ubisoft open world extreme sports game. It's like if you took like Skate and combined it with a Forza Horizon-type thing. A really good, chill, uh, mute-the-volume-type game and replace it with your Spotify music playlist.
0: <laughs> One of those, does it have a playlist in it?
1: Yeah, it does have a playlist how, in it. Pretty how
0: good is the playlist?
1: It's pretty good. I, li- I listened to a few spins on the... Um, rock station before i moved it to my personal playlist some some green some new green day some alkaline trio some some 41 like the the mainstays if you have a playlist consisting of pop punk you need some green day and some alkaline trio in there
0: i feel like um extreme sports games live and die by good soundtracks the this tony Hulk de- franchise has always been such a wonderful soundtrack game that I feel like uh, anything else, it lives or dies
1: by the soundtrack. Or the ability to just plug your own soundtrack in there. It's nice, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I feel like that's cheating. I want them to cur- you know, kind of create something. I want them to tell me what I should be listening to, therefore I can judge their music taste.
1: Um, Here's a question. What is the best song you discovered from a... Video game curated playlist.
0: Uh, Tony Hawk Player Skater 1 had Bad Religion on there.
1: Ah, that's a good I choice. realized
0: I like Bad Religion. Uh, I was like, oh man, this guy who uses really, really big words in this punk song, he seems like he knows what's up. And that guy is a college professor. <laughs> um, one of many punk artists who have college professor and doctorates. Does uh, the dude from The Offsprings got a doctorate? The guy from yeah. The Descendants got a doctorate? All these <laughs> punk guys all got doctorates. You either do math or you get a doctorate in the punk ward, Or both. Um, you can do both. Or, or both, yeah. yeah you, you do live the in a math world you, where you go get, you get the doctorate. Uh, um, mine's
1: probably <laughs> everything off of the Burnout 3 soundtracks. Things like My Favorite Accident by uh, Motion City soundtrack. Right Side of the Bed by Atreyu that had some Yellow Card and All-American Rejects on there. So a lot of my early developing music tastes were shaped by uh, the Burnout soundtracks. Like, yeah, I kind of
0: feel like games like that don't really exist anymore. They have really, really... Like, there was a while that I cared deeply about games with licensed music soundtracks. Like, the NBA Street franchise had good licensed music. The, um, like I say, all the Tony Hawks had good licensed music.
1: Um. Even the yeah, Madden I Games had like AFI on there. There was somebody in the 2000s who was working for EA who was really into pop punk music and emo. Yeah, it, was, it was the height. It was the height of the pop punk music. And then we
0: hit the height of the, the hip hop movement. And now it's just, eh. I feel like they try to cast too wide of a net now and they don't hit anybody. Like sometimes I feel you that. gotta, like, if you're gonna have a hip hop soundtrack, have a really damn good hip hop soundtrack you're going to have a you know the NBA Street
1: game for example yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i want a good hip hop soundtrack yeah you know and don't be bringing out just like either generic you know top 50 you know hip hop and rap songs i want some deep cuts i want some new stuff hit me up let me let me discover some shit um but yeah i i you know i'm at that weird point also There's stuff coming out that i'm very very excited for I am also not playing a lot right now, primarily because I have in a week a tournament to go play Warhammer Kill Team. So I have been every night that I have free playing test games so I don't embarrass myself at said <laughs> tournament. And oh, then I, also, I can't imagine
1: the the stress level there. Yeah, it's
0: a it's you know you don't wanna don't wanna embarrass yourself at the tournament, but um then. I also, my New Jersey Devils, are in the second round of the NHL playoffs, so I am watching Devils games, and hopefully, on Friday, attending the Devils game. Ooh. So, we are going from there. But, um, yeah, well, so good. all this stuff going glad on. Your team. I ha- glad Go your ahead. team made it through the first round. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Boston. And you know what? Fuck you too, Rangers.
1: Anytime I can throw that out there, it makes me happy. Don't imply uh, I'm a Boston fan with that statement. How dare you? Temporary no, i all the way. Yeah,
0: I just think it's funny that the Boston is already out of it, and then yeah, okay. also anytime I can make fun of the Rangers, I will. I, uh, I
1: I'm okay with being out in the first round as long as Boston is dragged with us.
0: Good riddance. Yeah, and, then, and then Florida's still winning, we beat Toronto <laughs> last night. So yo, Florida, Florida takes the whole thing. Wouldn't that be a hell of a thing? They need to win right now. No, they don't. Fuck them. <laughs> they don't need them over <laughs> us. <laughs> um. But yeah, because of all of that, uh, the only thing I have played is I played the Street Fighter 6 demo beta thing that came out.
1: Ooh, I've also um, played that. I'll jump on I'll jump on that with you.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed what I played a lot. That game looks really, really good. Um, you know, obviously didn't have the
1: forecast unlocked or nothing like that. Um, that game that was plays a good chance very well. To, that was a good chance to get really good at Luke and Ryu before the game comes out, learn those combos. And then immediately switch characters. I feel like
0: um, on day one, the tryhards are going to be out there trying to rack up as many wins as possible with those two. um, While I am going to be doing what I do with every fighting game, which is play every single character badly for several weeks until Mm -hmm. I finally pick one to stick with. I do this with every fighting game. It takes weeks for me to decide on who I like the most. And so I just play everybody badly for a couple of weeks, and then I say, okay, I guess I'm gonna play a bunch of Zangief. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh I, I feel that um that game continues to make me very excited, didn't show me anything I didn't like, I like what I played. Uh, the creator character allows you to create things that just should not
1: exist in this plane of reality. Um. The, the abomination that i like that there's a separate online mode unranked matches where you can pit your about your abomination creations with other players that seems to be where they seem to be having a lot of fun with the modes and like the creative character there's a lot of just a bunch of goofy stuff in this game as well as like the serious competitive stuff from the looks of it so I, I'm very excited for Street Fighter Six.
0: I think that uh, they learned a lot from that that Soul Calibur, create a character where they're like, oh no, everyone's making care barrels and all that stuff over here. I guess we need to just make that for Street Fighter. Um, yes, please. More of that, yeah, I think that everything I saw looked great. It plays really, really good. Um, I'm actually tempted to play the modern controls, uh, just because. That takes off. I was talking to Nick about it. We play a lot of fighting games together. And one thing I was talking about is having several of the basic combos pre-assigned to a basic movement. Like a forward Y or something like that. Allows you to spend less time thinking about those combos. And more time planning where you put those combos. And uh, it's an interesting change in mindset. I don't know how I feel about it. It feels a little weird just to tap a button to throw a fireball when you've been throwing a fireball the same way for the past 30 years but
1: um it's uh it's an interesting concept. I feel like for me that'd be a little bit hard to break away from that because I'm so used to doing combos and then cancels on the same button like going from punt like a two punch combo to a sh- uh to a Shoyuken. So having to switch uh, my finger to a different button to do that mid-combo doesn't seem like it would flow well. But um, I think I'm just going to stick with the classic controls because that's my baseline knowledge and like work my way up from there. I feel like trying to learn a separate control scheme, even though they make you play on modern controls for the first chapter of the World Tour mode. Oh, yeah. I uh, about to say for the training
0: thing, it allows you to pick. So uh, when I, when I started it, I just went straight to the training thing, and walked on that. And then, um, but yeah, I feel like it should just let you pick from the get go. Hey man, which one do you want to do? I get why they're pushing people towards the modern controls, but at the same time, if you already got pre set in your head what you want to play as, just let them just pick it from the get go. It just makes things easier. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It looks great. Uh, Ryu's got a high quality beard as a fellow beard enthusiast good beard looks good looks good um but yeah other than that didn't play much didn't play much other than other than did play this here video game called god of war from
1: 2005 michael did you play god of war from 2005 i did play god of war from 2005 not to be confused with god of war from 2018
0: yeah, eighteen. Wow, that feels like a lifetime ago. Ah, oh, things flying by fast, boys and girls. Um, two thousand five, God of War. I remember very well when this game came out. Uh, it graced the back cover of every single video game magazine for like three weeks or three months. Um, I did not play God of War when it came out, which is odd because I played a lot of these kind of hack and you know attack you know combo heavy action eventual games on the playstation 2 um and xbox I played some ninja garden on the xbox I remember playing some devil may cry and things like that on the playstation 2 you think this would have appealed to me um but i don't exactly know why this franchise passed me by
1: this franchise was one that when it came out this was around the time that uh when i was growing up my parents started keeping more of a closer eye on what I was playing, some stuff uh, they would like look at the back and see what was. They would like look at the back and see what was in it before I bought any game. And this was also when they were a lot more careful at stores with the uh, UDB seventeen to buy Embray games. So, Mortal Kombat for some reason was fine, and the Metal Gear Solid series was fine anything that basically had a uh, sexual content symbol on the back was immediate, like, no, you need to put that back. Here, Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven. This is fine. Go right ahead. (laughs) Okay. It'll be all right. What's the worst thing that happens? Um, I turned out
0: very well. (laughs) Yeah. I don't feel like you... uh, I feel like uh, you're a good example of violent video games and all these things don't affect people. (laughs) Um, But... I was a little bit older than you were, so I I think I had access to this thing. Also, we were a friend group that had uh, constant game trading activities, where people were just like, "Hey, play this here video game," and it would end up into your uh, your hand every every few weeks. Um, That's how I don't I know why with. God of War didn't catch on. Yeah. I don't know why. I was trying to think what was else was you know hot at the time. We probably were playing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't stick with the latest releases because video games were expensive so it might have been a situation that we didn't have the money to buy it when it came out and then by the time it got around to it we just didn't we didn't have you know we got distracted or something we were uh, ADHD as hell um but I I feel like I would have enjoyed it at that time I it's interesting to be playing it in the year 2023 um <sighs> I both very much appreciate what I've played so far of this video game, but also, boy, is it a 2005 video game. Does that make any sense to you?
1: I agree. I think I'm... So I'm in a weird place. I, 95% of this game, I am all on board for. There's 5% that's frustrating the crap out of me, but... I'm surprised how much I really, really liking this thing. I don't dislike it. Yeah. I and I tried
0: I try to cast my mind back to the time. And uh which is something that we try to judge things on modern standards on this show, like playing it for what it is. But like, you know, I was i enjoy it it does a lot of really good things for a playstation 2 games it gets across scale very well oh absolutely. it does epicness very well um i think some of this boils down to it hits a couple of my big pet peeves in video games the things i do not like i don't like quick time events michael i kind of dislike <laughs> them a lot and um Oh boy! And so that's a downside, and I know that God of War kind of at the time was, you know, a little bit of a pioneer in making Quick Time Events kind of a major part of its game, and everybody kind of decided, oh, Quick Time Events—that's where it's at for the next ten years. Um, but especially, I don't like Quick Time Events that are repeats over and over and over again of the same action, and God of War does that. That's not necessarily a thing that I want to hold against it. I get that it was of the time. And, you know, it was kind of not worn out when this happened. But boy, do I still dislike those. Um, But there is a lot of things I really do like.
1: I I liked how I did not anticipate how puzzle heavy it was going to be. Me neither. That was something that took me by surprise. Like how not just room for especially in this last section is very close to feeling almost like a Zelda dungeon from around the time like individual rooms with challenges a lot of these areas are sort of interconnected with each other there's a verticality to it where if you fall you won't fall down a pit you'll fall down into like the main hub room area so the way everything is sort of laid out in this game I'm very on board for and well, some of the puzzle design and some of the challenge design is really good. But, man, when it gets annoying, it gets real annoying. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, I think that I really enjoy the puzzle sections that they are in there. And you are right. It does do a good job of creating hub sections and, you know, ideas where you'll end up the same place you were. Like, you'll kick down a ladder that will take you back down to where you were before. Um, you know, it might let you go down there and get some extra extra stuff or something you know um i think i think that stuff holds up really really well and is real strong i think even the platforming's is not bad uh we talked about when we were talking about this game before we started playing that one of the major complaints was the camera the camera is not great but it's not nearly as bad as i i feared i played a lot of games at this time and cameras have been a lot worse some could yeah. say uh, in games like uh, a recently played game that we played, uh, Tomb Raider Underworld had a worse <laughs> camera than this.
1: So it's like,
0: I don't feel like cameras, uh, the camera is nearly as bad as people have uh, betrayed
1: it in the past. The only time I have an issue with the camera is when it shifts itself during some platforming sec- sections. There's one at the beginning during the Hydra fight where you're walking on the planks and the camera zooms out to show you a grander sense of the space and it shifts angles a little bit to where you have to like rethink okay I was going this way but now the camera moves and now I gotta like kind of shift oh I fell off the platform and I gotta do it again but the load times have been really quick and most of the checkpoints when you're doing a platforming puzzle put you right at the beginning of that it's whenever you die you don't have to go back very far but I will say on that first platforming puzzle uh I did fall enough times to where the game was you get a, uh, a trophy in this game on the ps3 version for it being like hey you died a lot uh, we're gonna <laughs> offer you easy mode and then you get uh achievement it for like denying the easy mode when it offers it to that's, you that's funny i didn't know that and um, uh, i was trying to get a sense of like the internet too because i will say that i've been play i'm playing this on the playstation 5 via the ps3 streaming i am streaming this game How's that working out for you? Actually pretty good. It was rough at the beginning, and then I flipped up My uh, router has two versions of the internet. It has the base, and then it has the 5 gigahertz. I was like, why does this feel bad? Then I switched to the 5 gigahertz version, and then I forgot I've been streaming it since. Okay. It's like, cu- like a couple of internet hitches here and there, but for the most part, I if I can do a parry consistently, it's a successful system, so I think it's playing great. I still wish I could be able to download the thing, but at the same, I could have bought a regular copy of this, but at the same time, it's like, I got to check out the streaming thing. We're, we're going to yeah. just ride this out and see how this goes. Uh, if it's working well for you to do
0: the quick time events and all that stuff, then you should be fine. Yeah. I Also, a lot of this combat, that's another thing I want to touch on. I thoroughly like the visuals of the combat. I like how things look, I like how things feel. Uh, the only thing that holds me back on the combat being hundred percent is it does this weird thing where almost every single account is
1: the same group of enemies two to three times. It respawn like you get situations <laughs> where it'll respawn the enemies over again. So the it exact seems like each combat setup. encounter Yeah. Each combat encounter is like two enemies too long. So that kind of And it also it, down it feels a
0: bit. yeah, yeah. It feels like you solve the puzzle of the combat, and then it's like okay, do it again. Yeah, it's like well, I just I just did that. I fought the two minotaurs with the archers shooting at me. Why and do I have to respawn. fight two? And it's yeah. not like they even respawn a different group. Like that would be one thing. I understand there's limitations of enemies on screen. It's a PlayStation Two game. I understand that. But it's always two Minotaurs and two Archers in this example. And then I kill the Minotaur, and as soon as I kill one Minotaur, another one will pop up. I kill the other one, another one will pop up. And if I kill the Archers, two more will pop up. And it just feels like it's this weird... That's the only hiccup I have, because I enjoy the combat a lot. But it's like, oh, I I beat this arena of enemies. Now let's do it again and then for the big fights i would do it 3 times and it's just such a weird thing that like it would be it would be completely different if it gave you a different mix of enemies but it does it's done it consistently enough that i've, I've picked up on the fact that it's like oh i have to fight each group, each, each group of enemy twice the and one like, time that just feels
1: weird the once we got to the um uh pandora's temple it felt like it kind of eased off on that it was like outside the temple would do that but now that we're inside doing like specific more puzzle challenges it felt like it feels like they're not respawning or the enemies are in very specific locations it doesn't feel like combat rooms they feel like puzzle rooms with combat encounters and i think that's the great balance here if they lean into that more the puzzle uh interacting with the environment doing puzzles and platforming challenges while occasionally doing bits of combat with big enemies i think that's the balance here because there's one thing that's i so i've been surprised with i'm gonna say the word surprise a lot because this game shocked me with how much i really really ended up enjoying it i thought i was gonna like it but i'm so close to loving this thing it just needs to stick the landing for me but anyway i'm surprised at the lack of boss fights in this series so in this game so far A lot of... It's a lot of mini-bosses. Yeah, it's a lot of mini-bosses, but not a lot of, like, big ones. Yeah. And usually when it's, like, introducing a new enemy type is whenever you'll have a stronger version of that to fight. For, like, you... You fight the Hydra at the beginning, and that's the only boss we had during this section. The true boss with the health bar. But we've had the Medusa. We've had, I believe, the introduction of the Minotaurs is seen as, like, a boss fight. One of the, like troll enemies is seen as like a mini boss it's like a gate arena that if you kill yeah, man, it's like yeah
0: the Cyclopses are the same way where it's like yeah you fight a lot of mini bosses that will become standard enemies uh the sirens um out in the desert
1: same oh way. yeah the sirens yeah
0: yeah but they, yeah you're right there's very there's been a lack of um of major boss fights, which kind of is something that becomes a staple of the series. Yeah, and I so imagine- it's interesting that yeah. it's not here, unless it's super back heavy. Like I said, we played up through to, uh, would you say the the end of Pandora's Temple? I don't know, somewhere. Well, uh, because we stopped deep in the center. Exactly. Of it. Yes. Yeah, in We're- the center of Pandora's uh, tomb, but uh, was temple. Yeah, I feel like unless it's super back heavy, I'm a little bit shocked that I'm not doing a bunch of bosses. Which is a shame, because the Hydra
1: fight is really, really good boss. It is really good. But I feel like there's a build-up here with setting up Pandora's box and the inevitable becoming more powerful to take on more powerful bosses. Because that's the kind of flow of the story. You beat the Hydra, and then the flow of the story is... You are sent by the gods to go kill Ares because Ares is causing trouble in Athens, and And so basically the
0: gods have got a non-compete clause with Ares, so they can't go fight him head-on. So they'll send in your ass to do it. Yeah,
1: they they gotta raise a champion to go up and fight Ares for them. So the only way you can become powerful enough to kill a god is by finding Pandora's box. So it's most so it's a journey. Uh, with some flashback tales, I'll say, uh, in terms of the story, this is a kind of simplistic story, but I love the way it's told. It's told as a. it's it's very told as like an Odyssey or, or
0: like a yes, like a a, a Greek tragedy. It's um, a, it's an epic. It's a, and yeah, it's an epic. That's the word I was looking for, and it's told like one, um, and. It feels like something akin to like the Jason and the Argonauts and stuff like that, where you know Kratos is going on this epic of you know quest, and these are the challenges he must face on his his journey, and uh, I imagine like like the epics of old, there will be a more tale at the end, (laughs) you know, of some sort or another, Um, but. Yeah, it's a simplistic story, but it's a very it's very fitting for the the
1: the vibe they're trying to get across. And I love all the pieces being laid out here with the gods all granting Kratos his power and knowing where the ultimately not just the series will go, but ultimately the gods hubris is endowing this champion with all this power and then inevitably betraying him because we know it from the beginning of the game and a lot of the teasers throughout that kratos feels betrayed by the gods and tries to take his own life so yeah. in that betrayal the god is making him more powerful is ultimately going to lead and putting it all into this angry man who they betrayed is ultimately going to lead to their destruction yeah it's humorous. also yep.
0: it's also a very greek god thing to do which is yeah. to meddle with the problems of mortals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's Zeus, Zeus being a dick. What a surprise! Um, but yeah, it's it's not a, like I said. Is it a complicated story? No, but it it's told very well. And sometimes
1: that's all you need to do. Like I'm um, invested in every yeah. every single beat of the plot going on. Like I took a surprising amount of notes. In this section, like looking back at it, I'm like, holy cow. Like, I wrote down like quotes. I'm just, I've just found myself super invested in the story more than I thought so. Like, for a PS2 action game, I kind of had written in my head, it was like, oh yeah, Angry Man gets mad at the gods and kills all the gods. This is basically what I know. But there's more layers yeah. to that here than I was expecting.
0: I think also, Angry Man kills all the gods is a good kind of like shorthand for where Kratos will go. This is Kratos on his way to being angry man who kills all the gods. Like (laughs) Kratos is still being led along by his nose here. And it's not as, it's not as like, it's not as edge Lordy as it's pitched, right? Like Kratos is doing this for a reason. He's not as edgelord. lord. He's not as like self-deprecating and like you wouldn't understand the tragedies I've had in my life. He's had I mean, really bad stuff yeah. happen to him, but he's it, it doesn't come across that like edge lord, you know, kind of vibe. Um and like I said, it is it fits with the Greek epic mentality that he is be he is a pawn to the gods, which is classic
1: greek mythology because they led him on for 10 and i like that it wasn't a quest to get more powerful he had a tragedy happen in his past and he served the gods for 10 years so they could basically eternal sunshine him and erase his memory of yeah. the, of the tragedy and his final test is athena going sending him to go kill Ares, the god of war
0: it's very reminiscent of like the trials of Hercules. Yes, trials of ever, Hercules. Like, yeah, I thought of like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, and the Iliad, and the, the the Iliad and the, and the Odyssey is very reminiscent of like a man on a journey and the events and the whims of the gods that throw him around.
1: But and him the going the, the place to place meeting these gods and yeah undergoing trials and different sort of mini adventures that yeah. encapsulate this it's, whole Yeah,
0: tradition. it's very reminiscent of that traditional style of Greek storytelling. Um which therefore it walks. Like I said, it's not a complicated story. You know, those hints of Kratos's past when he was a general and that he had a family and things like that. There's but all of got, those hints. And he got um, too
1: consumed with war, so his family felt driven away from him yeah and there's There's, well the story we're told so far i definitely think there's more i definitely think there's more going on there as because we got this uh the plot twist at the end where kratos was fighting the armies of um he was fighting an army and then at the end he sells his soul to Ares.
0: yeah to do his
1: bidding and that reflection of it where he ends with like uh, by the gods, what did I become? Just that self-reflection yeah. there, and that moment is the path so of
0: you know hu- hubris took him to a place he didn't want to end up at. Um, yeah, I I I feel like to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think that it's told a lot cleaner than the memes would ha- would have you believe. And f- having play in it now, I was like, oh, this is not bad. And Kratos is an interesting character. I can see why. I could see where he can go to become angry man who kills gods, and then I can see how that would walk in the deconstruction of that character in the modern series, where he's man who is now looking for redemption after a bunch of stuff that he did. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I I like Kratos
1: because um, it seems like they could have taken that route sooner. Judging from this game, because he does feel already regretful about some of the things he's done, but I imagine that's going to, because there's a, a bunch of these set in the Greek pantheon, he's going to do a lot of god-killing before he gets to that introspective thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe all the gods,
0: if you look at the modern God of War game set in, like, Norse mythology... He killed all the gods. many Greek gods around. I wonder what happened to all of them. We
1: had to switch mythologies because he ran out of gods as a kill.
0: I do like the idea of just every series is just three games of him killing his way through mythologies. And then starting
1: it with, what have I done? And then...
0: Just uh, let's go on to the next one, I guess. By the third mythology, Kratos is just like, I guess this is
1: this how let's just skip on through this. Let's just go into the killing part. He he's hanging we start the third the third series, Kratos is hanging out in the desert, Anubis appears and he's like, it's time to weigh your heart. And he's like, Oh no. Guess what? Again. Ripping out
0: Anubis's heart. <laughs> <laughs> um I like I said, I really I've I've enjoyed this game. Um I apparently my Alexa, not my Alexa, but my Amazon thing in the background is not sure because it just asked me a question. Um, (laughs) This is why we shouldn't have robots in our houses. Uh, But yeah, God of War is I'm enjoying the hell out of it so far. Um, There's some really big highlights. Like I said, I did like the the big Hydra fight. I like the concept that it was kind of puzzly. With you trying to with you pinning the other two
1: heads down because you can't just cop cut them off. Um, I, I like how some of the quick time events work here. I like the push and pull of them when you throw your chains around the hydra and you have to tap square quickly to pull it. And as soon as you give it a little bit of give, it's that pull back sort of thing. And then when you land it, it's just like quick slam into the post. It's, so the good. one
0: thing I will say, and something they do well here, is the quick time events do try to get across the motion and the movement Kratos is doing. So yes. if you are like snapping a neck, you use your your uh analog circle. stick oh, yeah. to circle around it. If you are, you know, trying to pull something down, you tap the button. So I like that aspect that it's something that games even later on wouldn't do where it's like your characters clearly trying to pull a rope and they'll just have you hit X and you hit X and he pulls the rope some like the idea that they do try to make it like somewhat one to one.
1: It does make them a little bit
0: more enjoyable. Yeah,
1: that you do. Yeah, like doing. if you're
0: pulling something, you're tapping. If you're snapping or twisting something, you're turning the analog stick. You know, it just tries to. If you're thrusting, you're hitting buttons in a rib neck fashion. Um,. <laughs> Uh, oh
1: that mini game. And thanks to this game, I'll now eternally have a trophy on my PlayStation profile that says you completed the sex mini game in God of War. I'm like, thanks. Awesome. You didn't enjoy <laughs> that part? I, I even
0: do in 2005, young Eric knew about the sex mini game and God of War. I, I'm pretty That's sure what, there was like a two-page spread on EGM talking about
1: it. <laughs> That's when it hit me. I was like, "Oh, I know about this game because of uh, uh, game trailers, TV on Spike TV." <laughs> I
0: um, I thought that the uh, remastered edition had somehow took away my ability to play this sex mini game and because I went and I did not know that I had to jump up on the bed I was like where's the damn prompt I know what's in this video game <laughs> I was very upset you saw the oh, vase man. there and went I've seen this I've seen this vase I know what's about to happen <laughs> uh yeah right. it, you know what and it's I, funny I, it's not it's almost <laughs> done and it's almost I, I, I'm not gonna say it's done tastefully but it's no, done no. in a very tongue-in-cheek way and I'm like, this is not offensive. Like, the, this is so no, not offensive.
1: It's so dumb that you can't be mad at it. But the especially the placement of it. Because it happens right after the scene where we realize the the background story is going, Kratos was betrayed by the gods. And he sits up and goes, like, I feel tragedy for my lost family. As, like, the way he's going, come back to bed, Kratos. And you're like, what the crap? <laughs>
0: Michael, I think you just described my entire life. it was like, hey, I got tragic stuff going on. But there's banging to be done, so I guess I'm going to go do that. Um, no, I mean, like that was my favorite thing about it. Like, I was like, let's look at this in like 2023 eyes. And I was like, this is the most non-offensive thing. If you did this today, I wouldn't have a problem with it because it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's yeah. meant to be stupid and funny and you get a bunch of power up orbs out of banging.
1: Which I found funny. That, found that, that, was, funny. that, that did make me laugh but that, that was yes. hilarious.
0: Um, yeah, that made me happy. Um, but yes, long story short, God of War is, I really have like I said, I've been taken back by how much I've enjoyed it. It's got an interesting art style it's got an interesting look at scope, like I talked about that. It does a good job of pulling the camera back as you cross these big long bridges, or you you know, as you shimmy across between the boats at the beginning, pulling or- the camera back to see the boats being taken over by the the hydra. Um, it's just man, it does scope very well, especially for the time.
1: There's still moments that make my jaw drop, like where you're scaling the wall one of the walls in Athens and it zooms out to show the grand battle taking place. And you can see down the staircase, like the citizens fleeing Athens as Ares is just stomping about as there's soldiers on the ground of like this is the PlayStation 2. Games are it- doing this like level of scale now, and it's the fact that they pulled that off is amazing at the time granted some the cost of that is if you look really closely at like some of the athenian soldiers the, their character models don't look good at all they are yeah poly- they're almost very jagged polygons they look almost like reskins of the
0: uh basic enemy soldiers
1: yeah they do
0: they they pretty much look like reskins if you look at even the, like their arms They've got the same like weird puny arms as the basic like zombie soldiers, so I think almost that they're reskins of the zombie soldiers. Especially when you see them fighting each other, sometimes it can be kind of hard to tell who's who. Which I mean, like I said, not nah, I'm not. That's not an insert. Listen, it's on the PlayStation Two. You can kill them um, both
1: anyway. I th- I yeah, took I, I was- joy I took joy in killing that one soldier though, who was. Uh, keeping the bridge up and was like no i don't want any enemies to cross this bridge and i'm like there's height there's like um there's hydras flying around my dude there's like like, harpies and yeah um
0: cyclopses i think yeah yeah and also like hi i'm the six foot six cut from marble dude with chains on his swords i think you would probably want me to be on your side of the bridge wouldn't you but, um, I also <laughs> like the fact that Kratos consistently, it's never a moral question for
1: Kratos to kill innocent people. It's just a matter of convenience. <laughs> I need, him. like, the bit where you're fighting the two giants in the Athens Square, and there's just a whole bunch of people around, and they give, whenever you rip one open, they give you your health back. There's no other health around, so you're like, ah, I guess I have to do this. What a shame. It's- Sorry, Kratos buddy. don't give a shit. <laughs> rip him in half and get green orbs from him.
0: There's no more yeah. question in the game about why Kratos does this. That's Kratos' personality in the first place. Even if Kratos wasn't serving the gods, if he needed some health, he ripped somebody in half.
1: <laughs> um, I feel like that's just part of the course for Athens. So many like petty battles fought amongst gods and interfering immortals. It's just like, oh, well, this is the world-ending event of the week.
0: Also, he's a sportin'. So why does he give a shit about a bunch of Athenians? <laughs> so, I sure. mean, it's a nation. This is a time when nation states in Greece were very, very important. And uh he viewed himself more as a Spartan as he would he would view himself more as a Spartan than necessarily like a united Greek. So he's like, "Ah, fuck them. <laughs> so, um like I said the game I think holds up actually pretty damn well. Um and I'm kind of taken back also by but like some of the some of the different like environments and things like that like i think about the desert that you go through like this kind of like hunting the sirens by the sound of their voices and stuff that's not something i really remember doing a lot in video games where it's like hunting through the desert by the sounds of the sirens and stuff that rem- like that it's a that pretty reminded me clever of a, stuff
1: It yeah. reminded me of a zelda puzzle cuz in ocarina of time there is to navigate the lost woods, you need to walk to the edge of the screen and see if you hear the sound coming from it. Because if you don't hear the, like the music playing, you'll get thrown back to the beginning. So it's something that's mostly in action adventure, straight up adventure or RPG games. It's not something you really see in an action game like this. There's like a yeah, big blockbuster little... game. Yeah, there's bits of action adventure and role playing kind of sprinkled into this thing, which I think gives it its own identity. One reason I think I avoided God of War for all this time is because I I thought to myself, I prefer Devil May Cry anyway. I don't need I don't really need to go through a God of War, but now after playing this, I'm really mad at myself going, there's so much here. There's so many good ideas here that differentiate itself. There's it's a It's very reason. different. Yes, there's it it takes elements from a bunch of different stuff games were doing at the time and blends them together in a way that works. It's a little bit it's a little bit Prince of Persia, it's a little bit Zelda. It's a little bit Devil May Cry. but throw all those together and you got something really worth celebrating here and really worth uh um really worth that's really worth continuing on in a way it's it's, it does a great job of picking
0: elements from those games while those games might do particular elements better like i would say devil may cry's combat's probably better than this and stuff like that it does the some of the devil may cry combat but then it also can do some of the rpg light then it's also doing some of the puzzles like it does that mixed bag kind of stuff and it does like said my biggest issue like like with the combat is like i said i don't want it to come across like i ain't enjoying it i enjoy good. the mixture of you know it's a very light system of light heavy grab and then a magic it's, ability
1: but it, the it magic is,
0: abilities are really cool yeah
1: being able to uh, to use more powerful versions of the abilities like uh poseidon's rage which is a great name for anything use that and just tap circle to make the ring go bigger everything but yeah it's a very meat and potatoes combat system which sounds like an insult but no meat and potatoes are good no (laughs) and because that if
0: that was all this was if this was just a big straightforward hack and slash action game it would get boring very quickly but because of the fact that like i said i didn't anticipate the fact that it was very puzzle heavy very platforming heavy um it keeps that basic kind of meat and potatoes combat and it lets you kind of ride it out a lot better because, hey, yeah, I hack, 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 slash, 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 magic ability my way through the, the, you know, combat. But then I'm going to spend some time over here positioning a ballista so I can shoot it through this wall. Or, you know, I'll be scaling. And then it's like, it does a good job of mixing puzzles with the combat. Like I think about the the harpy scene where you have to push the statues into the holes so the harpies can get locked away so you can go upstairs and walk across the beams.
1: like Uh, Stuff like that. That actually took me longer than expected to think because I wasn't anticipating a puzzle of that caliber here. I was just thinking, oh, uh, how far it will go is move the statue to a block or something. So... This was, this was a situation where I kind of judged a book by its cover before going into this thing. And so that I was prepared for those puzzles. When I got to the bit where you had to get the Oracle, stack, figuring out that I needed to stack one big statue on top of the other big statue by using the elevator was a really great aha moment.
0: It still took me a couple of minutes to figure out, but when, yeah, yeah, it... it you can go into this game thinking this is a big dumb action game, and nothing wrong with that, by the way.
1: Yeah, no, but, I don't um, love big dumb action games.
0: Yeah, I like big dumb action games, but when they do kind of teach you early on, like, hey, some of these puzzles are going to have more involved than just push it over, and you know, kick it off the side of the you know wall or something. It makes you start to kind of think things through a lot more. Like, oh, oh, well, maybe I do need to actually use my critical thinking here to figure out how to do this. Um, yeah, I'm actually... Like I said, I kind of judged this game incorrectly. I went into this thinking it was going to be a big, dumb popcorn action game. And uh, it's got a lot more going for it than I thought it did.
1: It's got a soul. And, uh, it's got people behind it who really love the material and... Love their influences enough to where they made something I think really special here in a way that I wasn't anticipating. I, if they stick the landing here, I might have a game series that I want to devour like all of it going forward. Because yeah. they got if they if they stick the landing here, they they've uh, got a new God of War fan. It definitely and. makes you want to play through these early
0: ones so the hit of modern day Kratos hits you harder. Oh yeah, for sure. Like because I I, I have heard about of, him. Yeah. I have a lot of interest in modern day Kratos. We've talked about it before that I like Norse mythology. It's a father and child story. It is a uh, you know, there's one of those kind of stories that appeals mm-hmm. to me as a man of my age. Um But I feel like going through this and writing out the events that take place here can kind of make that hit a lot harder because it's one thing to approach that character as that kind of character. It's another to approach him as this other kind of character and then see him morph into something. It would be like playing a modern Devil May Cry where Dante is no longer putting together two wheels to make a motorcycle and riding around on top of a demon while eating some pizza uh, and shooting demons. Uh, and now he is a well-spoken, you know, broken down man trying to put his life back together. And I hope they never do that because don't take away my Dante. But, <laughs> I was um, about to
1: say, where are you going with this? Because all that sounds great and I don't want them to change a thing.
0: I don't <laughs> want them to change Dante. Dante is fine the way he is. Thank you. Um... But you know what I mean. You get what I'm kind of talking about. That it kind of changes how you approach the character by knowing what he was before. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I really am enjoying it so far. I hope they stick the landing. I do hope we get some more of those bosses. That's my biggest like want. Yes. Is I, I, have, I do. I do want to see, see some more bosses.
1: I have a few wants here. My first want is something probably the most immediate. I want a great through-line with the background story going on with Pandora's Temple. Pandora's Temple is my favorite environment so far, and it deals with the story of... uh, I have his name written down here. uh, Pathos Verdes III, who was used by the gods to build this temple to house Pandora's box, this powerful weapon. At some point... He was betrayed by the gods, and the gods put this, the temple on the back of Kronos the Titan, which is a really awesome visual when he comes out of the sand, and you just see this giant, basically mini-city on top of this like, giant's back. It's such a cool visual. They but... try to help offset how big he's supposed to be, also.
0: Because it's a PlayStation 2, it doesn't do scale very well. Like, it's big... But like they tr- then they talk about when Kratos starts to climb him, it, that it takes Kratos three days to climb the, the Titan and it tries to get across the fact of how big he's supposed to be, you yeah. know. Um, but I do like the visual and I like the concept a lot that the last Titan cast down by the gods is forced to carry Pandora's box' his temple around the desert
1: forever. They do uh, it's the- a very yeah. Greek tragedy thing. Yeah, they didn't do the scale in the cutscene good when he's like climbing it taking the three days. Where it does it great is when you're walking that bridge and it zooms out to show the entirety of Pandora's Temple, and you're just like ant size compared to the frame. yeah. It's such a I great like when shot. it does those big zoom outs. It does them a couple uh, times where you're climbing like steps.
0: And it'll zoom all the way up to the top level. So as you descend, it shows you di- you're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the like when you go to the sewers outside of Athens. It's like you know, you as you're rounding the steps, it shows like it's almost like you know, you see the full spiral of the steps.
1: Yeah, and then you the full spiral of the steps, and even like the getting into the sewers, the sword uh, bridge that you cross there. Yeah, also- I like that. This game does reflections very well, too, because that metal, like, everything has, like, a texture to it. Like, you can tell that sword is metal based on the reflection of it and some of, like, the really, like, polished floors of, like, the really nice Athenian interiors have that, like, reflection and that, like, glow from the lights emanating off of it. But, yeah, going back to my thought, I really hope for a payoff in this uh, Pathos Verdes, the third storyline, and how he was betrayed by the gods because I think you could do a really cool parallel with his story being forced to carry the gods' burdens, with Kratos's and how he's kind of being groomed up to kill a god for them. But
0: well, it's also foreshadowing that the gods are not to be trusted. <laughs> no, nope. you know it's the it's the foreshadowing there of um you know of that like hey Kratos maybe you should learn something from your history.
1: And, um, and the payoff there with the the inevitable payoff there because you can with uh Kratos casting himself off the ledge from the beginning. Also, this game does a really cool thing where you when you press the start button, the game starts immediately with Kratos like looking down and then he just looks up from the start menu and says, "The gods have betrayed me," and then that's where the first cutscene begins, and that's a really cool thing. But you can find the cliff that he's yeah. on. And stand there. And then it says, I, I have the, a picture here because I was I like this shot so much. It says, standing here gives you a foreboding feeling. It's as if your ultimate fate was tied to this very ledge. So just they're hammering in home the foreshadowing of this moment. So, Yeah, it's not that's, subtle, but yeah. it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. No, this is a yeah. big story involving gods and betrayals and everything. It doesn't have to be subtle. Like even the through line parallel story of uh, pathos being betrayed by the gods not subtle like like we said it's a simplistic story told very well sometimes so. that's
0: the better thing I, sometimes i'd rather you do a simplistic straightforward story that's told competently and has you know is is all makes sense than try to overextend and tell an extremely complicated tale that just
1: doesn't hit like Splinter Cell tried to do, because we love that gameplay, but yes. that story was just all over the map and all over the place, told a very a simple story told in the most convoluted, complicated way possible. Exactly. They they could have made it a little bit
0: more streamlined and it would have still had the same effect instead of adding 14 different variables that just don't add anything to the actual in-game story. Here, this is a very no-fat, trimmed-down Let's do A to B to C to D to E to F. But we're going to hit all of our beats. It's the, you know. Well, at the same time. You can only time, play three chords,
1: play them right. Yeah. Well, at the same time, giving hints of X, Y, and Z along the way. Yeah. So, it's
0: not It's not
1: yeah. like childish, you know, no. in storytelling.
0: It's just, it's straightforward.
1: Yeah, but exactly. It,
0: it works. It's not a bad thing. Like I said, that sounds like a negative, but it's not. It's. It's I'd rather you be competent and straightforward than be incompetent and overextend your story and just lose the plot line. Because I can I can stay invested in a story that is straightforward if it's co- told well. I will glaze over if you're just losing the plot line of your overly complicated story. You know, now And now the, tr- the true masters of that are people who can tell the overly complicated, super complicated story in a super well way that just you know it makes everything you know easy not easy to pick up on but makes everything you know invested and keep you invested in the story but exactly. uh yeah like the splits or cell chaos theory example is a really good one we're halfway through that my eyes just started glazing over with some of this stuff it's like <laughs> well what are we doing man what's our plan here you know who's this guy we're throwing out a bunch of names everybody acts like they know who they are but i've never heard of them you know it's that kind of thing
1: uh going back to my wants for the second half, the second thing I want is for Ares to play a more prominent role. Now that we know uh. his ti- now that we know his ties to Kratos, I want him to kind of step up and fill that villain role because right now I we feel only like he has to we only heard about. Him. He looks really cool. He has a fl- he has flaming hair and a beard. I want to know. I want to see more of him as because now again we know the connection between him and Kratos. I kind of. I want to, know I want to kill this dude. I want to know why I want to kill this dude. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that he's gonna
0: step up. We're moving towards, because we're about the halfway point. We're moving towards the point where we need to have conversations with him. We, you For know, sure. you can't just wait to have your final confrontation with the big villain. We need to start having more face time with Ares. We need to have our Seth the Roth moment where we see how powerful he is. Yeah, he needs to kick our ass at least once before we go kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the go-to. That's the go-to storytelling for getting across how big of a deal the bad guy
1: is. He kicks the hero's ass at least once. <laughs> I want someone to tell Kratos, "You will never be a god." Just, I just I want that. <laughs> Some something cheesy, over the over the top, like wrestling talk. Is kind of yeah. what I want from this. <laughs> yeah, like I, said, I feel like
0: we need that. We need we need some interactions with the two of them to get across why we want to murder this man. Ares also, needs like, to
1: cut a promo on the mic so we know why he's the champ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ares needs to get out there
0: and have some do some mic walk, get on the stick, prove to us why he's <laughs> worth being here, why he's worth main event and God of War. Um Maybe tell us the date and time over and over again so we can make sure we watch the fight between Kratos and Guy and Ares. Um, Much like all professional wrestling, it's all Greek tragedy. That's all professional wrestling is. It's a Greek tragedy. Um, Man has dreams of accomplishing something. Man reaches dreams Man betrays everyone who helped him reach the dreams. Man is taken down by the next man who needs to get that
1: dream. And then the cycle repeats. Um, Man betrays everyone. Man gets second championship. Man holds on to belts for three years. Man man doesn't (laughs) lose belts to guy who should have fucking won the belts.
0: Man goes off to walk on some Fast and Furious movie or some shit. Um... (laughs) Yeah, yeah all that it's just completely non-related those two video game car racing movies coming up one being grand fucking trismo and the other one being twisted metal i want you to think about that for a little bit yes the tr- grand trismo and twisting met twisted metal both have a tv show or movies coming out did you see that twisted metal trailer or not that <laughs> twisted metal trailer the uh Gran Turismo trailer. I've seen the two-second clip that plays in front of TikTok anytime you open it, where it's just cars trashing and crashing and people going. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that like forty times, and then I watched a half a minute of the Twisted Metal trailer just because I was like, I, I have to know, have to know. I'm and- gonna watch that.
1: I'm mad that I'm myself wanting to watch that. <laughs>
0: I have. I'm not. I like Anthony Mackie, but I'm not. Nah, I can't. That
1: that Gran Turismo one actually seems pretty interesting. It's based on a real story of a real race car driver who got his start from playing Gran Turismo. I'm gonna say this, Michael.
0: I have many things in life that I enjoy. One of the things I hate with a deep passion is auto racing. (laughs) (laughs) I care nothing about auto racing
1: <laughs> i'm like you can with I, I i do too but with the narrative streamlining of things you can make anything interesting except auto racing have you seen rush ron howard no, thing? i think you would like rush. i take
0: it back the only auto racing movie i enjoy is days of thunder featuring tom cruise i enjoyed I mean, days of thunder that's just cinema that's high quality. That's yeah, art, what
1: that is. I think you would it's like art. Rush. It's two rivals on an F1 track who hate each other.
0: I, I just, I, I hate racing so bad. I love, like, I, I love a lot. Most sports I love. Even sports I don't follow very closely. Like, I can sit down and watch soccer and somehow find enjoyment out of it. I, can, I, I care so little about auto
1: racing.
0: <laughs> um,. <laughs> And even Twisted Metal where it's a guy in a uh, evil ice cream truck. Um, That's pretty good Paid
1: by Samoa Joe.
0: Yeah. Samoa Joe of all people. Glad he's getting <laughs> that money. Um, we'll bring it at home. State of the save at gmail.com is the email address you send your emails to at State of the Save on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, all, YouTube, all of the websites all the social medias if it's the social media site put State of the Save in there and we'll probably be on there we'll see you on FarmersOnly.com uh, we'll see you on everywhere State of the Save everybody <laughs> um, then uh, you can also check out some of Michael's streams that he's been posting on Twitch and YouTube uh, you can also, like I said, follow us on all the social media platforms. We've had a big old uptick in listeners recently, most likely because I believe Spotify is finally recording our damn listeners properly. My, that's my running theory that I'm sticking with, but I do appreciate everybody who's been listening. Um, short show today, New Jersey Devils are playing the Carolina Hurricanes in game one and eric wants to go watch that um any anything else michael that i missed
1: i think we are good we have a short a short show a simple show told very well
0: everybody stay safe out there